we're live. We're live, baby. Live. live 1025 2023 episode seven. Episode seven. Episode seven. Yeah. Six. 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 Whoa. Whoa. Jumping the gun, man. Getting Whoa. excited. Getting no, excited. No, me too. Me too. E- episode six. Gator Chomp. Boom. And we're playing basketball. Playing and we're playing basketball. Oh. This is your first time tuning in. We appreciate you tuning in. Yes, uh, yes. Episode six. You know, we got five more episodes on all your major uh, podcasting um, platforms. Uh, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, X, uh, you name it. TikTok, we're on it. We're on it all. Check us out. Tyler's Talking Sports. Don't forget Myself, YouTube. Oh, YouTube. Myself, Tyler Castle, my co host, brother, partner in life, other than my wife, of course, Tyler Hess. Yep, uh, coming to you live from Lebanon, Virginia. Uh, really? Basically, what you're going to see on this podcast is sports. Um, you know kind of what we talk about. Anything with sports. You know, it's even got the name and our title of our, our, our podcast. So um, it's what we do. We talk. If sports. you don't want to hear sports, you're at the wrong place. You're at the wrong place. Uh, it gets sometimes it gets a little spicy on here. Um, you know, we do have our picks and teams, as you can see. Uh, if you are watching, you know, um, live feedback on, on, on video, uh, you'll see my background is primarily Tennessee Volunteers. You can look behind Mr. Hess there. He's a big Georgia Bulldogs fan, loves some baseball, loves the Broncos. Uh, we just Bryce, love it all. We, we love, love all, all sports here. Um, you know, we're, we're open to everything, um, you know, good and bad. So, yep. um, yeah, Hess, anything that you wanted to add to that introduction? No, man, just uh, like I said, I am Tyler Hess. Like he said, Broncos, Bulldogs in Georgia, all college is all His Georgia. name's Tyler Bronco Hess. Tyler Bronco Hess, yeah, that's me. And then uh, <laughs> we're here for it, all the sports, anything, you name it. You want us to talk about it, be sure to message us, comment on our post, but hey, I'd like to hear more about women's college basketball. I'm Eight. probably not going to tell you much about it, but I'll, I'll look up we'll some research We'll look it up, we'll yeah. look it up, we'll get you some stats, we'll tell yeah. you. You know, if you're into big sports betting, I like to do a little sports betting. So yep. if you're in on that, uh, you know, we'll try to help you help you out there, help you yep. get you some good picks. Like last um, week, we so, covered the PGA Tour, the championship, the Zozo. Yep. Has picked Colin Morikawa, and he didn't I'm bet not, on him. Didn't bet on him anymore, you know? But he yeah. picked him. So yep. so hopefully somebody out there listening uh, does, you know, take some of this and take it into account whenever you are uh, placing your bets or anything like that. So hopefully we can provide some sort of uh, learning knowledge. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah. stupidity, something. Um, yeah. So hopefully, don't we can bet get your house that. or anything. Don't yeah, get too. yeah, don't get too crazy. But uh, before we get into this pod, I wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, one of our sponsors, um, Next Level Fitness Club. If you're watching the camera, look behind me there. The hat, right there. Uh, straight in Lebanon at 1806 East Main Street, Lebanon, Virginia, two four two six six, twenty four seven gym facility, personal trainers certified. Uh, I got cl- cl- uh, functional fitness classes. Uh, 24-7 tannin. Um, you asked for it, they got it. Reach out to them guys. Great owners. They know don't them. have showers. No one firsthand. Wow, you're going to say the one thing they don't have. Um, everything yeah. else but showers. Um, they have a sink that you know, oh, you yeah. wash wash your head in or hands, you know what I'm saying? So, But yeah, give them guys a, a shout out. Follow on Facebook, Instagram. They're on all your large social media platforms as well. Um, and they sure would appreciate it. Small business, folks. Small yep. business. Support, it. Support small business, guys. All right, guys, uh, all you baseball fans out there, pretty much think it's a lot of you guys that actually are tuning in. By the way, if you're watching, not a Reds fan, Castle's a Yankees fan, but we did go to Cincinnati and got our nice Hunter Green jerseys. They were pretty cool. I was actually about to wear mine tonight, but didn't. kind of glad because I don't really want us to match because we don't want to agree on everything. But 
we're going to start out talking about this uh, postseason, guys. Uh, the Rangers clinching the World Series berth first. Castle, I know you was very happy about that. So let's yep. let's, let's go ahead and hear that, man. Yeah, I was happy. Uh, you know, if you've listened to past previous podcasts or um, if you could go back in mine and Hess's uh, texting history, you would see <laughs> I called the Rangers at the beginning of the season. Uh, I told Hess, you need to pay attention to Rangers. I thought they was lining up on pitching. Uh, this is even before they had Max Scherzer, uh, Jordan Montgomery. They did really well um, throughout the season, you know, free agencies, deadline, trade deadlines. Um, they just really, really honed in on the pitching. Um, you know, and that's kind of the reason why uh, we're seeing them here today where they're at. You know, if you just go back, um, just want to give a quick stat there for folks who like some previous stats. If you go back two years, uh, they finished the season off 60 and 102. Yeah, I think and then, uh, with them and the rank, the Rangers and the D-backs both think like combined two hundred and ten losses between the two and like yeah, they were they were terrible. I didn't get the I didn't get the Diamondback stats, so if you have those, that'd be awesome. If not, uh, both teams sucked. Yeah, they were terrible. Um, so twenty twenty two, the Rangers went sixty eight and ninety four, so a little bit of improvement. But this year was just icing on the cake. I mean, make it to World Series three years after you know only winning sixty games. I mean, one hundred sixty two f- games, folks. So winning sixty is not too good. So. Uh, you know, one key thing about this that I like to note about the Rangers, um, and I think it'll play into this. I know we're going to get into, you know, talking about them and, and the Diamondbacks here in just a second, but um, they're seven and zero on the postseason road. Yeah, I mean, that's impressive. I mean, they play better. They play better on the road than home. Yeah, yeah which is crazy. Like you don't think about that. Like, but that's what they're doing. It's weird. It's it's, it's like they kind of get more amp for the road game than they do the the home game. Yeah, I was happy. I was happy to see um, um, what's his face um, starts with a Garcia. Is it the Garcia, the one that got hit with the fastball? Yes. Uh, I was happy to see him get Adolius you know, Garcia. Adolius, yeah, I could not think of his name, but yeah, Garcia, you know, gets the uh, home runs. That's pretty, you know, last game there. The RBIs, dude. Like, what do you have? Like, that's yeah. like eighteen in the series. Something like that. I mean, he tore yeah. it up. Yeah, um, yeah, after after getting hit with that fastball, it looks like it pissed him off. So. Yeah. Um, he took it out on the on the game, and it was it was good to see um, the Rangers take that one first time in since I think 2015. Uh, we haven't seen Houston and the Dodgers. 2016, 2016, 2016. Okay, 2016. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, what's that? Seven years? Eight years? Yeah. Yeah. Eight years. Yeah. Thank wow. God. Yeah, it's nice. To, I I love seeing it, man. I love. I do too. I know. I know. I called Philly. Um, you know, I missed that one. I called him in five. Uh, We'll you know, they didn't mess one. up their pitching t- rotation got, and everything. I got, t- I, mean, I got my take on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, but let's get, yeah, let's stay in the ALCS for now. Um, for y'all not, not too familiar with baseball, because I know we got some listeners uh, don't really know much about baseball. That's the American League. Yep. Um, when we say NLCS, that's the National League. Yeah, so it'll be the National League Championship leagues. Series and then the uh, American League Championship Series. Yeah. And yep, then just you, a little bit you win the league. pennant. Those are best of seven series. Yep, these are best of seven. They go through best of five and the best of seven. Yep. Um, so now we're in the seven, of course, because it is the World Series. Uh, World Series will start Friday the 27th. Yep, at 8.03, um, first pitch in Texas. Yep, excited about that. Um, you know, before we move on to the National League, um, I do want to talk about Houston because um, big news came out on Houston mm-hmm. uh, with Dusty Baker. Dust- yeah. Dusty Baker, for y'all that don't know, he's the GM of uh, or, or head coach, sorry, of Houston, um, and he did decide to step down, which is which is really big. Which so I, was, is pretty... I was curious, Hayes. I mean, um, you go you go ahead. I'll let you I'll let you get your take in there. I was gonna say it's pretty uh, interesting. You're wearing the Reds jersey tonight, because for me, oh, I'm not a Reds fan. 
<laughs> for me, when I think Dusty Baker, I think of the Reds when he was the manager of the Reds. Uh, truly old school coach reminds me a lot. He's like he's more calmer Bobby Cox, and uh, Dusty was there, you know, with the Reds with Ken Griffey Jr. during all his glorious moments. He was there through the terrible times with the Reds. He was there for some good times, but it was good. I mean, honestly, I mean, I know a lot of people's a lot of a lot of people hate the Astros for everything that happened, but Dusty Baker came into that situation and took that team over and said, you know, this is going to be my team. We're going to forget about the past, and we're going to do some great things here. And I, I was happy to see Dusty Baker finally get that World Series, even though I wasn't cheering for Houston in that, but I was happy for Dusty Baker. I truly believe he's a Hall of Fame manager, uh, one of the greats, Absolutely. one of the last remaining great, all-time great managers out there. And, uh, I mean, it was time. It was time. You could tell. I mean, he really – I felt like at times he wasn't really managing. I feel like a lot of the bench coach and some other people were kind of doing the stuff for him. But I hate – in a way, I wish I wish he were retired on top. I mean, I think it would have been cool to see him go out. Like, they win the World Series last year. Whenever they won it, was it last year they beat the Phillies? Last year. Yeah. If he would have just went ahead and did it. But, hey, I mean, you, you got that burning. You think you can get back and get another one. He came close. Why not come back and try to get another one? But yeah, my hat's off to Dusty certain. Baker. Enjoy yeah, his retirement. I, He'll be in exactly. Cooperstown. It's yeah, good for Dusty. I think, I, I think it's a good time. I mean, you get to mm-hmm. that certain age, and, you, I mean, you're just – you're ready. You know yeah, when you're ready. I agree. Um, you know, because I'm close to that age, so um, <clears throat> I'm yeah, ready I'm now. <laughs> I've been ready. But I did have a pop quiz for you or a – uh, just to give oh, me wow. your take, wow. yeah, yeah. Hess don't know this, so Hess, who takes over Houston now? Who takes over Houston? Let me tell who you, you got? there's a good who name. There's a name there that uh, people aren't going to think about. I mean, they'll probably go out and get a big name. Let's be honest; they got the yeah. money that's Houston. But if I stay within the organization, I go get their hitting coach, and that'd be Brian Snedeker's son. The mm. Braves manager. His son's the hitting coach. Brian for Snickers. Houston. Wow. Yeah, Brian Snickers. Brian Snedeker. His son, I go get him. I go get him. Make him manage. I'd stay with in house. I'm big on in house hires. I mean, look at the Braves and what they did. Bobby Cox uh, retired. They went with Freddie Garcia, which was a at the time it was a big hire because he was doing good out of with the Marlins. Yeah. And then he almost wrecked the entire organization. They did bring in Anthopolis with Atlanta, but then they went in and got Snicker, who has been with the Braves for over 49 years. The dude coached over coached in Danville. He's got his first ever win over here in Bristol as a manager. His wow. first major, his first Atlanta Braves organizational win was here in Bristol. He's been with the Braves for over 49 years. Stayed with Triple A forever. That's awesome. Was, was on the World Series teams. He was the third base coach when we went to the World Series in the early 90s. So I, I'm big on staying in-house. Uh, I like that. I like in-house hire. If I go bold, yeah, if go I bold. go bold here and say we don't go in-house with Houston, which I don't know a lot about their in-organization stuff, because, I mean, when it comes to baseball, I watch it, but – the Braves are my baby, and that's who I pay attention to the most all the way through. But there's a name out there that's floating that I would might reach out to. That's two. Do you go for Buck Showalter? That's my try? first pick. But I will say this. The last two places Buck, Buck Showalter's been, he's like got the team to a certain point, and then he couldn't get them over the I feel like I feel like Showalter can build a team, but if you give him like a bunch of – Superstars, I don't, you know, look what happened with the Mets. I mean, it didn't work out. And I mean, if you look at Houston's roster, which most of that's going to be intact again next year, it's not a bunch of superstars. I mean, you got you got, you got, Altuve, you got Altuve, Bregman's not Bregman anymore. They got uh, well, he just had a bad, he had a bad playoff. You got Yonder um, Alvarez, Yodon yeah, Alvarez. Alvarez. I mean, he's a, he's a monster. 
they got some good pitching. I mean, that's another thing. The Astros had two of their main pitchers. Let's, let's just be honest. Yeah, let's just be honest. Houston will be back there again next year unless something be. drastic happens. So. But the other the other name I was going to go with was uh, used to be uh, Sam, San Francisco's manager. He was with the Phillies. Pretty boy. What is his name? Oh, my gosh. What is his name? Real sexy man. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I got you. Well, while you're thinking of your sexy yeah. man, um, you know, I, I'm going to give you two other picks that I don't know if you floated around. Um, Joe, Girard- Joe Girardi, man. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, solid track record as a manager. You know, he does have a World Series win. Um, he's got more than 1,000 wins uh, with three teams. Granted, he did get fired from Philly, but right after they fired him, they made it to a World Series. With um, with their AAA manager as the head coach. They stayed in-house. They did stay in-house. I agree. I don't think there's anything wrong with in-house um, because they already know the system and they already know oh, the players. Back to so, mind, Gabe Kapler. Yep. Gabe Kapler. Okay. He done good with the Phillies. He left, went to the Giants. They won 110 games and 109 games, and then he had a bad year this year, and they fired him. I can see Girardi doing well though, Houston. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I just think I think he do fine there. I, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you. You ready for my bold one? Out of the blue, Don Mattingly. No, Ron Washington. Heard it. Heard. Uh, I've yeah. heard a lot about Ron. I've Washington. been reading. I've been reading a lot on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, seventy-one. He's the most winning, winningest manager um, in Texas Rangers Rangers history. It was funny. Um, uh, that has, yeah. hasn't managed since twenty twenty. He was the last. He was the t- manager that took him to the World Series last time they were there. Yeah, two thousand eleven. Back, back to back years. But it's funny you said Ron Washington. It was uh, people don't know. I actually coach a travel ball baseball team here in Lebanon, and. Uh, by one of my other coaches was like, man, you know, let's, let's try to get us another coach in here to help with some pitching and field and stuff like that. And really knows they'll do a lot of drills. I was like, I've been reading a lot about Ron Washington. It's like he might be thinking about leaving the Braves and becoming a manager again. Yeah. Which I get it. The dude's been super successful. He's been single handedly. I mean, what he did with the Braves infield when he got there, they're gold glovers all the way around. They don't make mistakes. I mean, I love Ron Washington. I'd love to see him back in a managerial role as much as I'd hate to lose him as a coach. Love him yeah. at third base, but that's a I good one. Be happy. I wouldn't be happy about him going to Houston, but he would He would be a good hire. That would be a good hire. Why'd you say that, man? No, I don't that's want my, to do that. That's my bold take. Why are you taking Ron from me? I love Wash. That's my bold take. All right, I man, we've been Wash. talking about the ALCS now for about 10 minutes. Uh, you want to move on to the NLCS? Absolutely. Phillies and Diamondbacks. Absolutely. I've been waiting. Let's talk about I bet the, you have. Let's talk about the NLCS, man. Diamondbacks hey, advance. I want to ask, do, uh, do Philly fans, do they get, do you get rings for winning the NLDS? Because I know we was all talking about the ring that they was going to get for winning and all the mm. stuff they were talking about. Do you get rings for beating the Braves in NLDS? Or? Hey, you can't talk smack about it, man. They, they y'all's daddy. They y'all's daddy past two years. Hey, <laughs> can, I t- can I tell you something? I'm just being honest. I mean, hey, hey. We won a World Series in the last two years. They haven't. Mm-hmm. Bryce Harper has never won a World Series. That's tough. Was it the past three years, right? Well, this year. Kind when did y'all win? 2021? Yeah, this year will make three years. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Okay, so. well, but still, nobody's won a World Series yet. <laughs> so. So. But, but, anyway, yeah. One for okay. 29. Yeah, one for 29. The Go ahead. Four. You, you talk about it. I already know, I already know who you're talking about. You're talking about Short Bomber. Talk about it. Turner, got it. Harper, got the one guy Castellanos. Castellanos, yeah, one for 28 in game six and seven. Uh, obviously, that's what killed him. The bats got cold at the wrong time. Um, cold. They got frigid. Yeah, I, I was pretty bummed, not going to lie. I really wanted Philly to advance. Um, you know, Bryce Harper, my boy. Uh, really love seeing him in, in the playoffs, you know. Um, Man, I but, cannot wait. 
Hmm? No, I'm just excited to talk. What about Bryce Harper? Because he lost? No, I'm just, he'll sleep. That's great. I know, Bryce Harper By the way, uh, won a World any, Series in his 12-year career. I any know. NBA fans out there, I know it's been tip-off. Uh, Boston Celtics just won 108-104 to 104 against the Knicks to start at the season. A lot of people got them as a championship uh, favorite. Anyway, yeah, I want to talk ahead. about Boston later. Um, they're they're good. Um, yeah, man, just bats fell apart. And then they messed up their pitching rotation. You know, they bring Wheeler in uh, last night in the 7th, I think? 6th or 7th? 7th. Yeah, I mean, it was terrible. It never never came in like that during regular whole season. Uh, just really messed up that bullpen, messed up the pitching. Just not not a good sign. You, you got to win one at home. I mean, you're at home to close it out. You got to win one. Um, you know, hats off to Diamondbacks. Uh, Corbin Carroll tore him apart. Yeah. Are you fixing your mic there? No, I'm just, I'm just ready, waiting for you to when you're done. I got a good you're take. Ready to pounce. Go I'm for it, baby. Go All for right. it. I want to take my hat. I took my hat off. I don't know if y'all are watching. If anybody's out there watching, but I did just take my hat off. My hat's off to the Phillies this year. What an incredible offense they had in the postseason. <laughs> the uh, the bats that they had were absolutely historic. The things that they did to the Braves, the NLDS, the way they dominated pitching was absolutely just. I've never seen anything like it. Like it was almost like every batter they had was going to come up and hit one out, especially at home. But Here's the butt. Here it is. Here it is. Here's why I'm going to put my hat back on. All right. Me in business. Phillies. One. I understand pitching Ranger Suarez in game seven. Absolutely great move by the manager. Pitch him. The dude's been lights out the first four innings of every outing he's had. What? Well, why in the world do you wait to put Zach Willer in when you're already down 4-2? You put him in as, immediately, as soon as Suarez gave up that one run or almost gave up a run, I go ahead and get him in there. You get him in there, and then you have a chance to win that game because then Willer's probably not going to give up any runs. He can go the length of that game. You put him in in the third inning, he can go the rest of that game. He's not going to give up a run. Phillies may win that game 2-1 to one because they scored two. So, back to what I was saying. They well, he gave up the They gave up the run on top of the first, right? Yeah, they have to run on top of the first. So I go yeah. ahead. And I, I, but I, I keep, I, I keep Suarez. And I keep him in there. I talk about when they got in trouble oh, and was getting ready. Fourth, to, in, fourth or fifth. When he started giving up, when he gave up the three earned. Three, three other earned. Yeah, yeah, it's three to one. You put Wheeler in there. Three, two. You don't. I mean, because here's my thing. You put Wheeler in the seventh inning. It's four to two. All you're doing is saying, "All right, they're not going to score anymore." But at that point, it's like, man, we only got three innings. We got nine outs to get these two runs. I get it, the way the bats were, but before but they were so cold right but i want to and all the philly fans that's I need people who don't watch people don't watch baseball that's how quick it can happen oh yeah within a blink of eye. yeah but i hope uh hope there is some philadelphia fans out there actually do listen to this and i want you all to not like me for this comment oh god you all stand by your team and act like you all are the brotherhood and you are glad that people don't like you you left that they were people leaving that stadium in the seventh inning last night. Bryce Harper still had one more, if not two more at-bats. Swarber had two more at-bats. Turner had two more at-bats. Your best hitters had at least two more at-bats in that game, and the fans were already leaving. Like yeah, You don't get, you don't quit on your team. I agree. Not with that I offense with that. at all. I agree with that. Not Absolutely. with that offense at all. That I thought offense, you was going to take this somewhere else, but that's, no. yeah, that's fact. I mean, it's, it's the first ever Game 7 in Philadelphia history, and your, and your moment is – 
Well, I left in the seventh because I didn't believe in my team could pull it off. You're down two runs. I watched the Phillies score ten runs on the Braves in two innings. I watched yeah. them score six runs in one inning. I watched them tw- steal 12 bases in three innings. You tell I mean, them, buddy. You I tell just, them. If I claim to be passionate and everything, like, but let me tell you, Philadelphia Philly fans, that is the most Washington Nationals move I've ever seen in sports Ooh. history. Like, go ahead and call – I hope you are Cowboys fans too because you don't deserve to be Eagles fans because if you're leaving mm. that game early, you need to be a Dallas Cowboy fan. Uh, Ooh, he went but, all in on that take. <laughs> but Give this boy some milk. <laughs> but, I mean, back to it. I mean, again, what Phillies did, that offense, that was electric. That was absolutely some of the – I mean, as much as I hated it, and I mean, I hated it. was good. It. it was good baseball all the way around. Um, bats, pitching, but everything. They looked, they, looked, they looked World Series favorites. The last really thing did. I want to say, too, I want to know who came up to the, Philly, or the uh, D-backs manager – player, coach, fan. I wonder who it was came up to him before game six and said, this is where Philadelphia has beaten us. This is what we need to do. Because whatever yeah. happened between game five and game six, the D-backs shut those bats down. The major bats went one for 29, and the only one was a single by Kyle Swerver in this game seven. Yeah. Harper Diamondbacks. Yeah. Five to- four or five times. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Uh Diamondbacks, you know, were lowest seed uh, entering playoffs, so nobody yep. p- picked them. Nobody, nobody picked these two teams at all. The D-backs uh, lost their last four games of the regular season. Yeah, came in last place. I mean, the last spot you can possibly get in the playoffs for National League, and they and they all same they spot are. the Phillies were in last year. That always goes though, man. Normally, I mean, you always got that one team. Or, Is seeding you know, overrated? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. What do you do? You think do you think seedings? I mean, I think it's I think it's a little bit to talk about. I mean, Braves number one out, Dodgers. What with two. what with the break? Is that what you're getting at? Like no, the, I'm just saying, or just seeding in general. I think we you say all right. This is my what is it? Twelve teams. Yeah, here they are. Let's shake them up. Game one, shake them up, baby. <laughs> like you made like I, that's what I'm saying. Though, like, shake what's the point baby. of seeding them? I mean, the D-backs just proved they were the worst thing. They had the least amount of chance to make it. I mean, that's that's with anything, though. I mean, anytime you do a playoff, I mean, you know, college football is getting ready to go to that. It's going to be a 12-team playoff. Their, be, their yeah. reliever, that Sawalik guy, I, can't, I think his name is Sawalik, he made his first major league appearance on September 12th. He pitched 10 games in a regular season. He's already pitched nine in the postseason. He's yet He's to good. give up a run. He's good. I mean – D-backs. I'm back stuff. Yeah, I like it. I like it, man. Somebody different. All right, so we talked. To, we talked a little bit about baseball there. Um, Hess, who wins the World Series? D-backs in seven. D-backs in seven. I got the Rangers in seven. Hey, uh, shout out there, Evan Carter, guys. Pitching. Evan Carter, yeah. Elizabeth, the yeah. native at Goods, tearing up the still what twelve games he's played in twelve. He's been on base at all twelve. All twelve games. I think he had two ribbies the other night, right? Yep. And one more thing, Catel uh, Marte. If he has, in the next three games, if he gets at least one hit in those next three games, he will tie Derek Jeter for the longest hit streak in postseason history. He already mm-hmm. set the National League record for 16 games. He's going for the postseason record. So he do it. Yeah, do it four games. But that dude, that dude's do doing things, too. That back is three. Don't want him to break it. Just tie it. Just tie it, yeah. He can't, he can't break my boy. Okay. No. I'd be heartbroken. That'd be all right. I think it's cool though. It's another infield. Derek, though. you're up. You know why he wears? You know uh, maybe, who his idol? Maybe was next year, up? rookie. Huh? Derek Jeter. What about Derek Jeter? That was his idol growing up. 
Really? Yeah. Dang, man, that's impressive. He's mine too. And God, look at I turned look at you. Oh, God. God, yeah, yeah, Reds fan. Go Hunter Green, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go Hunter Green, baby. <laughs> Kroger. Big Reds. Joey Votto. Let's go. Big Red Machine. Big Red Machine. Uh, cool place to watch a ball game if you haven't been there, folks. Yeah. Uh, one, one thing, too, if you haven't tuned in yet, Hess and I, one of our uh, goals uh, before we die is to see every baseball stadium. Yep. We love some baseball, so uh, we knocked out Cincinnati this year. It's quick, easy trip. Uh, very fun place to watch a baseball game, though. Uh, we watched him play his Atlanta Braves. But one thing we're wanting to do, I'm a huge Yankees fan. He's a huge Braves fan, but we're not trying to just see Yankees, Braves everywhere right. we go. We're trying to see every uh, multiple teams, every stadium. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think what we're talking about, Colorado maybe next year? Might be flying out to the Rockies the, yeah, this coming season. So, ah. Uh, ah. It'd be fun. If, it, oh, if you have any places we need to go or check out, you know, if, 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 we, if we do fly out to Colorado, please let us know. Hey, if there's any major league stadiums you've been to, you're like, hey, go yeah, to yeah, this you before know, you go to Colorado. Recommend them. Yeah, yeah, recommend them to us. We'll go to them. Uh, yeah, yeah, send us send us your favorite baseball park that you ever been to. If you if if, if you've been to any, so yeah. send them to us. Well, guys, that's our baseball segment. Uh, World Series is going to be great. I mean, it's always great. I watch it no matter who's in it. I'm excited about it. But like I said, D-backs in seven. Castle says Rangers in seven. So we're expecting seven games, or we're both being optimistic and hoping we get seven games because we don't want baseball to end. But before we leave baseball, we do want to say if you all were following our uh, social media today. Uh, I was, uh, got some uh, news uh, relayed to me and then seen it on uh, Twitter and some other things. Uh, New York, uh, Sports New York S- SNY was reporting that the Yankees and Padres have been in soft discussion. Nothing major about the kind of filling it out to see about maybe making a blockbuster deal to bring Juan Soto to the Yankees. So it looks like that. <laughs> That's actually a possibility. They were talking about it. That almost happened at the trade deadline, but the Yankees wouldn't give away a prospect or something. So, correct. That's that's interesting. Uh, uh, I mean, I see it. So, in other news in in New York, I'm not trying to just you know be biased toward my team, but they did fire their hitting coach, so he's not coming back. So that's they did good. fire. Boom. They need to fire. They need to fire their uh, uh, whoever their facility trainers are. And, you need to fire. Boom. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's terrible, Bye. but. It got him through this year, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, got him through this year. Another mediocre it. season, baby. Yeah. As long as we finish, as long as we finish eighty-two and eighty, we're good, baby. It, it don't matter though; you ain't beating the Orioles in that division for a while. That's debatable. Yeah, it's not debatable. One Soto. You bring one Soto in, that changes things a little bit. God, yeah, it changes your daggone payment payment plan. God, that's yeah, all right. Y'all got it. Anyway, guys, let's move on to <laughs> uh, let's get off baseball a little bit. We love some baseball here, but hey, let's talk about some college football. We got some huge games coming up this weekend. I'm going to go ahead and like throw huge. out the ones we're getting ready to cover here. We got the big Louisville Duke matchup, which is big for the ACC. The implications in that game is going to be absolutely just huge, depending on who wins that game. Uh, Oregon huge. Utah college game days there. That's big for the Pac-12. Uh, Georgia plays a team from Gainesville. Uh, that's going to be interesting. Go to the first game. The Bulldogs don't have Brock Bowers. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Yep. And then uh, got the Kentucky-Tennessee game. Uh, can Tennessee rebound? After, Bluegrass Bowl, baby. After the embarrassment, embarrassing second half against Alabama. Let's not talk about it. That's last week. Uh, and the other one that I like, I like this one. This was probably my favorite one that we're going to talk this about. This is my pick. Uh, Old Dominion, James Madison. Uh, two Virginia schools here that a lot of people ain't going to talk about. And actually, you, you want to start with that one? You want to go ahead and just start and get the Virginia Old, ODU and JMU. Yeah, but you want to start with that one? Yeah, why not? I'll go ahead. Why not? Let me go ahead you and go, start you, you go ahead. Start it off, man. I got, 
I mean, I just want to go ahead and I kind of touched base on it last the last episode, episode five. Uh, JMU is actually in a uh, two-year uh, transition probation, I guess you could call it. NCAA rules that if you move up from FCS to FBS, it takes two years to fully become verified and certified as an FBS school. Uh, yeah, it's BS. You got that right. Uh, they finally actually did get ranked. The NCAA went ahead and allowed the votes to count toward them, so they actually finally got ranked this week. They're actually 25th in the country. But as far yep. as any statistical things that happen with the quarterback's defense, anything, it does not count. And they cannot play in their conference championship, even though they're absolutely dominating the – I think they're in the American, maybe? SoCon. I think American. Hang on. Whatever conferences they're in, they're in one of those little conferences. But anyway, uh, they're dominated. They're undefeated this year. They had their de- they had their defensive ends leading the country in sack. Some belt. Yeah, they're dominating that. They're beating every team by at least twenty in that conference. Their defensive ends leading the country in sacks. He's averaging almost two sacks per game. He's already got like Ooh. 14, 15 on fifteen on the year. Insane. He's leading the country by I think uh, two and a half sacks, and it don't count. They can't. They, JMU can't even put it in their record books. Like this season, don't even count. Like it's like they didn't have even, a football program. Not even cool, man. Like I get is one that, year. Is that kid? Is that is he a senior? I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not sure. I Truly, but uh, probably a junior or senior. But hopefully, hopefully he gets the draft. I mean, he should. He's dominating. But I mean, they're dominating all the way around, and they get no. They get no recognition for it. Like they're probably going to finish as the best at-large school who could possibly make a big bowl, and now they can't be in it. And I think that's just some crap. But that's terrible. If you want to talk about this game, though, I am excited about this game. If you want to talk about it, go ahead and start it off about what, what we're yeah. saying, what we expect. Yeah, so so JMU got Jordan McLeod. If y'all don't know who he is, he's the QB for yes. James Madison. Absolute stud. Uh, 1,696 passing yards, 15 TDs, four interceptions. Uh, that brings it out to a 79% QBR and ranks 16th in the country. 16th. Um, but it yeah, don't count. Is, yeah, this is why this team's absolutely dominating, honestly, is, right. is Jordan McLeod. And it has to, you know, just talking about their defense, uh, they're only allowing uh, 290 <laughs> passing yards. That's, that's pretty high, uh, but the rush game's uh, down to uh, only 36.1 <laughs> rush yards per game. Yeah, they're so, Granted, I mean, the biggest team I guess they've played so far is Marshall or UVA, um, you know, just looking at their previous schedule. Um, but, you know, Old Dominion's coming in here. Um, they're four and three. Uh, Old Troy, Dominion's one of those. Games. Yeah, well, eh, Troy's pretty tough. But yeah. they, they beat them sixteen um, fourteen. Yeah, Old Dominion's one of them sneaky teams. Uh, you know they have beat Tech the past couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can I see what know. happens. Um, you know, I didn't write down anything, any real stats about uh, Old Dominion. Just being honest, since they are four and three, uh, they're averaging three hundred fifty eight yards per game. Um, 197 in the air, 161.6 I mean, on the run. You want to talk um, about uh, ODU? I mean, we don't got much on them, but they did beat Appy State 28-21. That's probably their biggest that's win impressive. this year. That's impressive. That's uh, impressive. Common opponent, there's Marshall, and they uh, only lost 41-35. Ooh, and that's what I'm saying. They're not bad. They, they only um, lost to Wake 27-24. Their I mean, they're defense – their defense only allowing 239 uh, passing yards per game and then 132 rushing. A high on the rushing, but, yeah, he probably will. Um, yeah, they averaged 250 in the air, um, mm-hmm. James Madison. So, yeah, I think I think he'll have a killer game. I think we'll see James Madison improve to 8-0. Um, what's that make him? 5-0 in the conference, I guess. 5-0 in the conference, boy. Yeah. So, well, no. Um, 
Yeah, Old Dominion is not it. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, 5 Yeah, obviously. so, yeah, be 8-0 overall. Um, I looked at the remaining schedule, too, for JMU. Um, they got to beat Buck now. Should be a win. Uh, sorry, they got UVA coming up. Um, oh, do you? Sorry, these are teams there at play. Let me back this up. I wrote this down wrong. So, still have Georgia State. That's big. Yeah, Georgia State's tough. Yeah, they got to get the running backs leading the country in rushing. Yeah, UConn, which is no no slouch. Yeah, um, six. App State, they got App State still. And then they got Coastal Carolina, who can also be tough. Yeah, that's App um, Coastal. So, yeah, still pretty tough, tough little schedule. Um, but I do think JMU can run the table. I think they can go undefeated all year if they really – want to honestly i think i think everything's in front of them uh but i got jmu winning this one uh 36 17 i think it should be a pretty pretty easy win um and they definitely cover so yeah i, I do who you got oh yeah it's jmu i'm a defensive guy you show me a good defense i'm gonna i'm probably gonna lean toward it anyway uh i don't i mean this game it's a sunbelt game i get it but jmu's about here beating teams like they need to be in acc and uh, I'll say it's going to be probably 28-7, type game. Oh, wow. uh, I want to look ahead, though, to their, their game against uh, Georgia State. Uh, like I said, the leading rusher in the country is uh, Marcus Carroll. He's Georgia State's rusher running back. He's got uh, like 852 yards, 10 touchdowns. He's averaging five yards per carry on 169 carries. Dude's tearing up. Georgia State's only got one loss. And – I mean, I think next week's kind of a down week for uh, college football. I don't know. I haven't looked that far ahead, but that's a possible a lot game. Of, um, a lot of homecomings next week. Yeah, that's a possible game day place right there. Good, go small locations. That might be a interesting little you know game to talk about next week. Uh, but yeah, I think again, we'll keep that, it on the radar. Yeah, definitely, we'll keep that one on the radar. And but yeah, JMU wins this game. Easy. I don't think it's much of a game for him, but never know. College football's been weird this year, so we say this, and then JMU gets beat thirty. Uh, like I said, twenty eight ten. So fifty six zero, maybe. But ODU is three and one in conference play. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, I, I like I said, ODU can put you in a scare real quick. Ask some Hokies fans uh, if any Hokie fans are listening. Um, Old Dominion, they do not want to schedule Absolutely. them, so I don't blame them. Uh, don't blame them one bit. All right, so that wraps that one up. Where do you want to go to next, Mr. Hess? You want to go to Louisville and Duke? Yeah, for Louisville and Duke. I mean, we 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 just kind of talking about some potential future ACC schools, so why not talk about current ACC schools? Yeah, so Louisville's 18th, Duke's 20. Uh, this game is at Louisville. Um, beautiful campus. Beautiful place. Nobody saw this out of Louisville this year, first-year head coach. Yeah. Uh, they're tied right now second in ACC uh, with UNC. Um, and then Duke is two and one, so Duke's in third right now. Um, so this does have some ACC implications. Uh, you know, top dog in that conference is still Florida State. They're undefeated. Um, honestly, I, mean, I still, I still, I still don't see nobody touching Florida State. I think, I think they win the ACC um, pretty, pretty easily. Honestly, I'd be surprised if they let that one slip away, which it, it could happen. Um, but you know, I, I look ahead and I look at Louisville's remaining schedule. They got Virginia Tech, Virginia Big Miami. Game. Miami and Kentucky, that's a very tough schedule remaining. Uh, then you look at Duke, they got Wake Forest, UNC, very tough game, uh, Virginia and Pitt, which Virginia did beat UNC. Um, so we'll see what happens, a big shakeup. Um, you know, what, what's your thoughts, Hess? What's your thoughts? Uh, I mean, this is, this is a big game right here for the ACC. I mean, if the winner of this game 
still controls their own destiny and has a chance to play Florida State in the ACC title game. The loser, you might as well go ahead and be ready for the Monarchy uh, Weed Eater Bowl because that's probably where you're heading. But, uh, I mean. He said it's a Weed Eater Bowl. <laughs> this, uh, this all depends on Riley Leonard. Uh, if Riley Leonard's healthy, if Riley yep. Leonard plays, Duke is a top is probably a top ten school this year. I mean, their defense is absolutely that defense is better than I will go out of limb and say Duke's defense is probably the best defense if they was in the SEC. If they was in the SEC, they'd be the top defense in the SEC. That defensive line is huge. That defensive line is debatable. Well, I mean, look what they did against Florida State. That defensive line moved. Sure. Four I mean, they're, five they're star good. linemen. I mean, they moved. I mean, they were they were a man. Yeah, but I mean the offense though. I, at that point, like a lot of people look at it, you experienced it this week. You got a top tier defense. Yeah. Your offense starts struggling. The defense get gassed, and I mean yeah. the, the the big hogs down low in the in the trenches. I mean they're going to get gassed. But that that defensive line is probably one of the best defensive lines I've seen in college football in the last ten years. Like it's good. That's a really good defensive line. But if Riley Leonard plays, Riley Leonard's healthy. I don't see any reason why Duke doesn't win this game. But, what's the uh, what's have you heard any rulings on them yet? I haven't seen anything. I ain't seen out. anything. I think they're kind of keeping a hush hush because I think a lot of stuff got out earlier last week about and Florida State kind of game planned ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, if let's just hypothetical here, let's go ahead and say Louisville wins this game. That Virginia Tech Louisville game becomes one of the biggest games Huge. in the country because if Tech wins that game against Louisville Tech, next, Tech's week, got a Thursday night game. I think this Thursday, right? They play Thursday tomorrow? night. They play tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. They got Syracuse. Ooh, they do Thursday night Thursday in night. Lane, baby. In lane. That's that, that's a happening place. Uh, Why you since you brought that up? I mean, it's only what, well, you two, mentioned Tech. I yeah. picked Tech in that game. It's two hours up the road. What? Yeah, two hours, hour and forty five up mm-hmm. the road from us. And uh, me and Castle actually, my first ever college football game was uh, Virginia Tech. It was uh, Virginia Tech versus uh, North Carolina. Definitely one of the coldest games we've ever been to in our life. Absolutely. But Thursday night in Lane. That that atmosphere is it's probably un, it's it's unmatched it's it's it's, it's incredible, but uh, Tech three and four are probably big Louisville fans in this game. But I really think Duke wins this game. And Duke too. controls their own destiny. And I, hey, if I'm Riley Leonard, we win this game. I'm coming for Florida State in the ACC title game because I think they can beat them if they have Riley Leonard. So I, if you want to get my pick on that one, uh, Duke wins this game. If Riley Leonard plays, Duke wins this game 21-14. I like it. I mean, I got, I got the same take. I'm sure all your analysts and everything got to, you know, if Riley Leonard's playing, you know, this game's going to be very close. Hey, you know what the difference between um, those analysts and me and you are? What's that? We do our own research. They got interns to do it for them. Oh, yeah, that's true. No, I actually, I actually paid a guy. Oh, uh, come write, come write these notes and everything. Oh. Yeah, sorry about that. My bad. Sit here and drink my lemonade. Yeah, uh, I meant to tell you, but anyway, yeah. So Louisville's a four-point favorite in this one, um, obviously because it's home field advantage. And two, you have this speculation of Riley Leonard. You know, later on the week, uh, once we know more about Riley Leonard, of course, that that point's gonna, that point's going to change. So. If Ryan Leonard's playing, I'm with Hess on this one. Um, you know, Jake Plummer's not not having that good of a season. It started off pretty hot, but here lately it's been pretty terrible. A lot of turnovers. Um, so give me Duke if Leonard's playing. Uh, solid, de- solid defense wins games. Um, I got Duke winning 31-24. I like it, man. I like it. Uh, yeah, there's still nothing out. I don't see nothing out about Ryan Leonard. Uh, yeah, it's check, still too early. Check one more source here. I got to – 
Yeah, I mean, it is Wednesday night for us folks. So I mean, this game's not till Saturday. Yeah, so probably won't be anything out to about Thursday night. There's Friday nothing morning. out right now about him other than the Florida State stuff. So yeah, that, he, that could be interesting. That yeah. game's huge. I, I'm I'm looking forward to watching that. I one. have actually three thirty game. It's on ESPN. Yep. So uh, that's a that'll be a, that'll be a fun game to watch. I'm excited about that one. And I actually yeah. get to watch. Let me get a plug. Let me get a plug in here, too, for uh, YouTube TV. Again, we're not sponsored by them, uh, but I do recommend them for a streaming channel. Yeah, you can watch absolutely. this thing called a multi-view, um, so you can watch up to four games at once. And it don't uh, have to the be the same thing. sport either. No, it can be different sports. Um, it's crazy thing, ever if you love sports like Hess and I. Yeah. Uh, we share an account, um, and yes, that's legal, uh, with YouTube TV. So you can share up to three primary accounts, I think it is, and uh, if you pay for a premium plan, you can share up to six yep. screens at once. Um, so yeah, check them out. Uh, give YouTube TV a follow, a payment each month. Yeah, uh, and they would, uh, they, would, they would probably appreciate. If that. you decide to do YouTube TV, uh, be sure to message one of us on the social medias yeah. on one of our accounts because if we use our email, if you use our email address that we use our account for, we get fifty dollars off our next bill, and then for every one, we get another fifty off. And so do you. So yes, and you also got. Friend. You got uh, or, uh, call it, uh, NFL Sunday tickets on YouTube TV now and NBA League Pass for all you NBA fans. It's all on there. It's all there, baby. Sports. All right, man. Let's uh, let's talk about this big Oregon-Utah game. Huge. Huge. Uh, this is uh, big, big time right here. Big time uh, Heisman. Thanks for Bo Nix. Yes, sir. Bo uh, Nix. Dan, Love me some Bo Nix. Uh, Dan Landing here. Uh, this is probably, after the Washington game, this is probably the biggest game of his coaching career because of what it's going to mean. Yes. But it is. They in, still got some, both these programs still have some big games left. That's <laughs> the thing about the Pac-12 this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you tuned in last week or Sunday, I think was when we talked about this, or I can't remember, Sunday or Thursday. Sunday. Tune back into episode five. Uh, we talked about, you know, who we think is the best conference right now, and we're both saying the Pac-12. Um, and it's it's showing out. It's every right week, I mean, man. It's, it's every, every week. week. Yeah. Um, Oregon number eight versus Utah number thirteen. It's at Utah. Uh, both teams are six and one. Uh, let me get you with a quick fact here, Hess. Bo Nix, one eighty-two for two thirty-two, two thousand and eighty-nine passing yards. You ready for this? This is the best. Nineteen one touchdowns. One Nineteen touchdowns. One INT. Yep, that's the best um, thing about it. Ranks ninth in QBR at 83.3. Um, Heisman candidate, still very high, in my opinion. Uh, you know, again, if you go back to that Washington game, he let them down. Uh, they end up losing that game 36-33. He just didn't have big like, Penix energy. Yeah, big Penix energy is what he needs. But he let him down the field. He got his kicker in field goal range, and he kicked it left uh, just a little wide. So, um, you know, again, we might be talking about a different game today. You know, if, if Oregon wins that game, they're top five, top four. Um, so, you know, big implications. Um, I don't, you know, you know, I love Oregon. I love Bo Nix. I've been saying it since he was at Auburn. You've always hated him. I love him. Um, oh, was you about to, was you about to change something? Well, I mean, you gotta think here. All right, man. I'm a, I'm a Georgia, I know he's at Auburn. I'm a Georgia Bulldogs fan. And that's, that's one of, that's Georgia's like probably second biggest rival. Uh, they're probably tied even with the hate that we have for Tennessee. And I know there's a lot of people out there that listen, oh. uh, personally, I grew up a Virginia Tech fan. I did. I did. I love. I love the Hokies. Uh, they, were, they were. They were my team. They were from <laughs> Virginia. Castle was always a Vols fan, but they never played each other. So it was like, what's the it's point? True. And I, I grew into liking Georgia. Found the love of my life 
decided, you know, well, hey. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. This hey, is sports. Hey, I know. I just want to say founder, decided to dedicate myself <laughs> to one school. I had a good chance. I, of like it. I didn't like what was going on with Tech after Beamer. I had an opportunity. He's dedicated, guys. Oh, he's yeah. bought jerseys. He's bought flags. You name it. He's a dedicated And it's in all man. sports. It's not just football, guys. It's basketball. It's, it's so, even though it's been terrible. I give him a hard time about being a Tech fan, but it's, it's okay. <laughs> no one says you can't pick schools or do what you want. Yeah. You know, be a fan of who you want to be. And here's the thing, too. You a know? lot of those Virginia Tech fans out there that have gave me a hard time, they're football fans for Virginia Tech, but then they cheer for Duke and basketball. So I don't know how you actually do that and claim to be a Virginia Tech fan. Oof. but. That's That's, tough. But if that is you, it's a shoe fits, you know, you know who I'm talking to. But anyway, uh, back to the Oregon Utah game here. It's I mean, spicy up in here. Uh, this game is going to be. I'm trying weird. to talk about Oregon and Utah. He's going on a rant here. <laughs> my, my thing with Bo Nix, though, I mean, he played at Auburn and that was where his family went. He had alumni. And I just feel like at Auburn, the kid looked like he was entitled. Like, okay, I'm out here. I'm the, I, I deserve to be here. I deserve to be the best man, the best quarterback here. And he didn't play like it. He never played like it. You've seen it in big games. Bo Nix choked. Dude gets to Oregon, gets with Dan Landing, becomes a top three quarterback in college football. He's good. Oh, He's absolutely. Good. You can always see it at Auburn. That's what I always said. That's why I liked him. But he just that he one inter- that, that one interception is the biggest takeaway for me on this one. But yeah, and I I know the country. Everybody's high on Oregon. I mean, why not? Dan Landry's right. a great coach. That offense is absolutely explosive. They're averaging what, over 539 yards per game. They're tearing it up. Uh, is Rising coming back this year for Utah? Uh, I don't think he's coming back this game. That, that's just – that hurts. They really need Rising back. Yeah, they got Bryson Barnes and that other quarterback. Yeah. Um, can't think of his name. But fr- he he's a freshman. He's a freshman. Does yeah. a lot of the run. Keep keep going back and forth. That's what they've been doing the whole season. Um, it has worked. I mean, they're six and one. I've been a big. Um, I got, this is. Good. I'm kind of their defense though. The defense is mm-hmm. why. But I'm gonna contradict. I'm gonna contradict myself here because I said I'm a defensive guy. I think Utah's got a great defense, but oh, I, I'm I'm going. Oregon, I'm going. Oregon's <laughs> yeah. offense is so explosive, and honestly, their defense. Is actually not that bad. <laughs> if you look at no, their schedule, good who, too. Who they play. They only give out three hundred twelve yards per game, uh, and they're holding teams to ninety five yards per game rushing. To yep. see who they've played and what they've done, they're a top ten. They're a top ten defense in college football. Oh, they're, absolutely. They're easily the eighth best team. Honestly, you take away their one loss to Washington, this is a top four team in the country. And it's a three, it's a three thirty game in Utah. It's not a, get- if it was a night game in Utah. This prediction will be a little bit different, but I, I don't think I don't even think you need to worry about watching this game at three thirty. I think you need to worry about watching Louisville and Duke because I think it's going to be a better game. I think Oregon wow. wins this game. Uh, they score forty plus, and Utah's lucky to score twenty. Wow. Okay. So you're saying three scores probably? Yeah. Uh, wow. Bo Nix okay. is on on one right now, and I think he's out yeah, to prove, he hey, is. the Washington game, I got I lost, but it wasn't my fault for losing. And I think he's trying to prove that. I think he needs to be a Heisman front runner. Well, he is. I mean, he's top of the pack. Uh, you know, I, I, I got Oregon, too. Um, you know, you mentioned something pretty interesting there. Uh, their defense, they only allow 217.4 yards in passing. Yeah. Utah's the exact same. You know, we're always talking about Utah's defense. Uh, here's here's a fun fact for you. Oregon's rush offense allows 95.1. Here's where Utah's defense is a little bit better. They allow 78 um, big whoop. Uh, we're talking, you know, 20 yards, less than 20 yards. So, 
you know, Oregon's got a 68% chance according to, uh, you know, prediction predictions and everything with Vegas. Um, and I like that prediction too. I really do think Oregon is the real deal. Um, I'll be surprised. Oregon's got a tough schedule coming up. They got Cal, USC, Arizona State, Oregon, Oregon State. Um, so this is a oh, Oregon State game, game for them. Good one. Yeah, last game of the season. Um, you know, still tough. I mean, still got USC. I don't I sleep on about, USC. Talk about that too. Um, we're talking about Utah. But I got to let me get my pick real quick. Right. I, we got, you know, I picked the Ducks as well. Uh, but I don't got them breaking 40 in this one just because of that defense. So I'm going to say it's going to be a close scoring game 38 35 Ducks. Oh, close game. So you're watching that one. All right. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Oregon State there. We're talking about defenses. The Beavers. I talk about the Beavers and I've talked about them a lot this year. Damian Martinez is their running back. Mm-hmm. That game, Oregon State beat Utah 21-7. All three touchdowns were scored by Damian Martinez. Uh, Utah, yes, they have a good defense, but the, the other teams that they played, USC, Cal, UCLA, and Weber State. Uh, I don't know about Weber State, but the other big teams, there, they're passing. They're pass heavy, so I kind of think their rushing defense is not seen. Oregon can hit you with all with everything. They can hit you running. They can hit you passing, and that's – that's where I think Utah's going to struggle. I think they, they're going to stop one, but you can't stop the other. So that's why I think this game – I don't think this game's close. I think Oregon dominates, and I think uh, Utah falls to 6-2 and two and 3-2 three and two in conference play. I like it. Yeah, boy. Bold takes, baby. Bold takes. So let's get into the, the real games this weekend, now that we've had our fun uh, with all these pansy conferences. Uh, the SEC. SEC. Just kidding, folks. We all know Pac-12's legit this yeah, year, Pac-12's like I said. Legit. Uh, don't take me serious for everything I say. So right. don't, do um, that. <laughs> don't do that. Georgia, number one, top dog versus Florida Gators in Jacksonville. What time is this game? Seven o'clock? Or... No, it's 3.30. Oh, it's 3.30 game too? Wow, we got some good ones at 3.30. <laughs> is this on uh, CBS? Uh, yes, always. Yeah, CBS on this one, I figured. Yep, so. 3.30 CBS. Uh, yep, yep. So another good game at 3.30, folks. Like I said, if you have that multi-view, you can watch them all. Uh, so last team to beat UGA in uh, 2020 was who, Hess? Florida. The Gators. I cannot believe I'm uh, actually rooting for the Gators in this one, to be honest with you. It's, that's makes me want to throw up in my mouth. Um, but let's just be honest. UGA is still the team to beat. They're 4-0 in conference play. Uh, you know, Florida, surprisingly, is 3-1 in conference play. Only loss coming to Kentucky on the road, uh, 33-14. Um, if you was to compare previous games, you would think Georgia wins this one easy because they beat Kentucky 51-13. to uh, But we know how the SEC is, and we know how college football is. That don't matter. Um, so anything can go in this game. Uh, I think Florida is going to play UGA very tough. Uh, you know, on paper. UGA on paper should dominate this game. They're averaging 509.4 yards per game, uh, 337 passing, 172.4 rushing. Uh, Florida's at 421, uh, 280 passing, 141.3 rushing. Uh, you know, but the big difference in this this game is going to be the the defense. Uh, UGA's defense, rush defense, is very very solid. Only allowing 91.4 rushing get, uh, yards per game. Um, again, again, folks. Passing. I mean, defense wins games, folks. Um, so. On paper, this one should be easy pick. It should be the dogs. Um, I never cheer for Florida, but in this case, I need them to shock Georgia uh, just for Tennessee to possibly have any standing chance. Uh, I need Florida to win this game, um, but I just don't think I can do it, and I don't think it happens this year. Um, so I am going to go with Georgia 28-26. Hey, I picked Georgia, okay? Leave me alone. 28-26. You know what I, I don't want to pick it. You know what I, I, don't you know what I hate about that take? 
if this game's at 3.30. That I pick Georgia or Florida? I don't want to pick either no, one of no, them. No, I want them both no, to no. lose. All right. So, this game's at 3.30. You hope Florida wins. Let's say Florida does win. Okay. You're like, oh, yeah. I got hope. And then you get you lose to Kentucky. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> anyway. Uh, big thing here. A lot of people, my, myself included, I bagged on Georgia's offense this year. Mike Bobo, I just feel like he's been so conservative. Not as conservative as some other teams in the country that, I've, that I've watched. But – Carson Beck's into Heisman talks now. I mean, I'm not saying he's a favorite, but he's actually one of the two. Oh, my God. They got him right now. I've seen the odds today. They got him as 5,000 to one. My stress ball. <laughs> he's actually – they got him as one of the five players that could go. He said Carson Beck's into Heisman. That's, oh that's what Vegas God. has. That wasn't me. That was what Vegas had. They had uh, Penix. J.J. McCar- they got J.J. McCarthy as the favorite. Penix, Bo Nix, Caleb Williams. Somebody else, and then it was Carson Beck. I cannot believe they put Carson Beck. Well, go no, back to your sphere, Vegas. God bless. Hey, speaking of the sphere, you know who owns the sphere? James Nolan, the owner of the Knicks. He really? Tried, he tried to find somebody to sponsor their team, and nobody wasn't would. it like six billion or something. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted to sponsor the Knicks, so he needed a thirty million dollars sponsor for the Knicks this year, and nobody wanted to sponsor him. So he sponsors the Knicks wow. with the sphere. He sponsors his own team. Pocket change, baby. Yeah. Anyway, back. <laughs> Back to this game. Uh, a lot of people have been sleeping on Carson Beck. He's been – but dude's been tearing it up. And, I mean, honestly, I, I didn't realize how, oh. how good he's been. But he's been very, very sleepy good this year. Uh, 173 completions on 235 attempts, which is crazy, though, because we're dominating through the air. They're not dominating with the run game. They're averaging 337 yards passing. Oh, buddy. They're, oh, buddy. 337 yards passing per game. Don't lose that voice again. And – uh they're not rushing the ball that well. They're getting a lot of rush yards from multiple backs. But Carson Beck only has four interceptions on two, 12 touchdowns. He's through for 2,147 yards. Oh, wow. The big thing here, though, the, That's- the big thing is his leading receiver, Brock Bowers, who has 41 receptions for yeah. 567 yards, is out for the next four to six weeks. Well, now it would be more like four to five weeks. So he's already missed a week because of the bye week last week. But – is what it is. Uh, a lot of people aren't talking about this either. Lad McConkey came back two weeks ago, which was the leading receiver for the team last year. So that development, that's going to be there. So you, you shouldn't see much of follow-up on the passing game. But Georgia does run a lot of their offense through Brock Bowers, whether trying to get him the ball or use him to clear out space for these other players. I do think Georgia's going to have to learn to run the football a little bit more with, with the absence of Brock Bowers because – you're one-dimensional when you start facing these good teams and these good defenses are going to make you beat them with your weakness. And Georgia right now needs to find somebody to be that running back. They need to find that Todd Gurley. They need to find that uh, Elijah Holyfield-type running back, Dalvin Cook, or, uh, uh, Cook and uh, Sonny Michelle, that type of running back. They need God, to... it must be nice to keep naming all those off like that. Yeah. It must be nice. But uh, <laughs> hey, Give me Kamara. That's all I got. Hey, you, you, know, got, you got one of the best, my favorite backs in the country, Jalen Wright. So. Yeah, we'll get into him in a minute. But uh, this game – does it worry me for the fact that Brock Bowers is not there and the way Georgia's played in the first half of a lot of games? Yes. Absolutely. But Kirby Smart has never lost a game after a bye week. He averaged on opponents, which every year it seems like our, our bye week falls before we play Florida. He averages beating opponents by the 27 and a half points after bye weeks. Uh, Florida, their quarterback, Mertz. Time for a change. Not that great. Not my favorite guy in the world. I mean, his stats are comparable to Beck's, if you really want to be honest. He's got two. Garbage. He's uh, threw for 1,897 yards, 12 touchdowns, two interceptions. Garbage. 
garbage. Uh, Florida probably does have the most underrated wide receiver in the country, and uh, and Purcell. He's got 44 receptions, just 619 yards and three touchdowns. That dude's really good. But Garbage. He ain't going to do much against Georgia's defense. <laughs> uh, Georgia's, Georgia's defense is Georgia's defense. Yeah, go balls. Uh Go ahead. I'm going to give you two predictions here. Halftime score. I'm waiting. I've been waiting. I've told you my score. I've been waiting. Yeah, I know. Halftime score is going to be uh, Florida. Oh, he's giving a, he's giving a, he's giving a two-quarter score. Florida 10, UGA 9 be halftime score. Yeah, because y'all played a terrible first half. And okay. George is going to win this game 41 to 10. Woo! Okay. But uh, I hate 41 it. to 10, folks. You heard it here first. And I think, I'm saying 28-26. I'm at least going to give Florida – a chance. I mean, they could surprise y'all. Um, you know, only real bad game they had against was Kentucky um, and Utah at the beginning of the season. Um, but you know, we'll see. It's not at the swamp, so that's a that's a big deal. It is not at the swamp. I mean, it's a neutral site in Jacksonville. Really yep. want to go to that, but I'm going to go ahead and throw this out here. My bold take here is Oscar Delp is going to lead the Georgia Bulldogs in receiving this game. The uh, backup for Brock Bowers. Sophomore number four, remember the name, like dude. Stud, he just remember over, the name, folks. Oscar Delp. He, what a name! He's actually a bigger. He's six foot five, two hundred forty five pounds. He's actually taller. And oh, Oscar Delt is what you need to call him. My God. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but yeah. Deltoid. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give Florida any credit in this game because I think they're a waste of a program. Uh, oh gosh, they've had throwing uh, shots, man. Had, uh, Everybody knows I'm a huge Gator fan. They've had one you? Christian and a bunch of killers, so I'm not really. Hey, hey, come on, Tebow. Man. I love Tebow. Love Tebow. Okay. Tebow's great. What else Golly, did they have? This guy's throwing shots tonight. I'm going to have to get him in bed. I don't like Florida. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, not a Florida fan. Yeah, I love him. You know how much I love him. Yeah, um, yeah let's let's move on to the next SEC game. Uh, actually, the real important SEC game. Uh, the Bluegrass Bowl. We got Kentucky versus Tennessee. You get that headset back on. My gosh, both teams are five and two, two and two in conference. We're playing for second to last place um, in in this in this game. Um, you know, Vols coming off a, a terrible, terrible second half. Um, you know, just horrid. Um, gave up twenty seven unanswered at Denny Bryant Stadium um, against Alabama. Uh, big key takeaway: a lot of people are not talking about Bryant Denny. Can- it's fine though. They probably don't know it's Bryant Denny in Alabama either. Have you seen the education levels of those people down there? What did, what did I say? You said Denny Bryant. Denny Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we going to go. We going to go down to Denny's uh, here in a minute. Eat some breakfast. Um, yeah, my bad, folks. Good catch there, Hiss. Um, roll tide, but roll roll tide, baby. Um, yeah, shout out to Scott Hess. Uh, big big roll tide fan. Appreciate the text this weekend. Uh, don't worry, we'll get you back. We'll get you back. Uh, but anywho, uh, big talk that nobody's talking about um, is the bye week that Kentucky is coming off. So bye week is huge. Um, it gives your players a little bit of time for rest, gives you time to look at the playbook, gives you time to watch film. Um, so all that plays a factor. Uh, my X factor in this game is going to come down to quarterback play. Um, you know, you got Joe Milton, 140 for 223, 1,535 yards passing, 12 touchdowns, four interceptions, middle of the pack, ranked 60th. You got Devin Leary, 1,377 passing yards, 14 to 7 TD to interception ratio, ranks 90th. So the passing offense is still not there for both of these teams. Um, On paper, both these teams are very similar. Uh, They're about a 50 50 blend, uh, about 50% running, 50% passing. 
Um, everybody knows most of Tennessee's passing came in the first half against Alabama, um, and that was about it. Uh, you know, Kentucky's kind of the same way. Um, they lean very heavy on the run uh, with Ray Davis, uh, who's an absolute stud um, as a running back. And then you also got Jalen Wright, who's also an absolute stud. Um, so I think this could be also a, a very run-heavy game. Uh, Davis is averaging seven yards per carry. Uh, Wright's averaging 6.5. Um, you look at the matchups of who we played, um, you know, I think that's where that difference comes in. Um, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a tough, tough game. I think we're going to see something similar like we saw a couple weeks back with Texas A&M and Tennessee. Um, it's going to be who, who makes the plays, uh, you know, turnovers is going to be a big thing too. Leary's turned the ball over quite a bit. Um, so we'll see what happens. Who do you got in this one? Hess, I'll let you give your, your picks first. Well, here we go. This is a big game right here. It's a big game for both programs. This is a big game for both uh, programs. Like I said, both teams are 2-2 two two in conference play. Uh, I watched Heupel's press conference this week. Uh, why, I don't really know. but uh, He's becoming a Tennessee fan, folks. <laughs> Just it's, it's deep down in him. He likes them. It's really not that. It's really like, I don't know, I talked to some Tennessee fans outside of you this week, too. And uh, Wait, there's more of us? Yeah, they're, oh, they're my God. They're still hanging around. Wow. Heupel did uh, talk about in his press conference about uh, he's really proud of the preparation y'all have had for this game. But I think it's funny that Kentucky moved this game from a 12 o'clock kick and then y'all lose to Bama to it comes a night game, knowing that historically y'all struggled at night in Lexington. I can't remember what the records are, but I did see that y'all do struggle at night in Lexington for whatever reason. Maybe it's called this Kroger Field. I don't know. But Kroger's, Kroger's underrated, man. Uh, it's one of the tougher places to play. Man, last week. Not to break, not to be the dead horse here, man. Yes. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you uh, you all should have won that game, and uh, the way oh you, the way you finished just wasn't great. Uh, but about to hear about this freaking game once more. Listen, I, I haven't slept. I've cried every night. I went to bed. That's all I'm yeah, saying. I pulled about out it. all just, my bricks yeah. from my house. Like, what else do you want? My big thing is, can which team can develop a passing game in this game? Right, that's yeah. Comes on QB play, and I've seen at times. I haven't watched many Kentucky games this year, but I have seen at times they've actually been explosive. At times, very few times, but they've been explosive in the passing game. I've seen you all be very explosive in the passing game, but I've also seen what I've seen the, the fewest. We have the, oh, sorry, we have the fewest explosive plays in any team in the SEC, and which is of twenty cra- of twenty yards or more, which is crazy after what y'all had last year. So and. I don't like the play call. I've said it time and time again. I do not like the play call on a Tennessee's offense. I think this is a trap game. Uh, Kentucky's coming off two straight losses, one to Georgia, 51-13, to and then uh, they lost to Missouri uh, last week or the week before last, whatever that was, 38-21. Y'all are coming off an emotional just, excuse my French, ass-kicking in the second half that you took against Alabama. My prediction is on this one is it's going to be Kentucky 17, Tennessee 10. Mm. Uh, I think y'all do lean on the run game. Granted, no granted, I think uh, y'all can win this game. Y'all should win this game. I just, I'm not saying y'all shouldn't win this game. I just, there's something about it. I just don't feel. I feel like Tennessee's in a trap game here. I feel like Kentucky's coming into this game like this is our this is our Super Bowl. I think they're going to want it a little bit more. Mm. And my hot, this is this is actually I'm just going to go ahead and say it. This is going to be my hot take for the week. If Tennessee yeah. goes into Lexington, which honestly I hope they don't, I want to see Tennessee be successful for you. And I mean, I got a lot of Tennessee fan, uh, friends that are fans of that program, and I want to see them do good. But I, my bold take is y'all lose this game. The fan base in Tennessee 
Not you. Not you. I've not been like here forever, not, baby. Not Daniel McClanahan. Not some of these like hardcore Tennessee. I'm talking about these ones that are like throw the balls. They're gonna run hype out of town. They're gonna they're gonna boo him. They're gonna they're gonna question him because of what you had last year. And what they, even though the, the expectations were foggy this year coming in because of Milton, at times, what it could have been, you should have beat Florida, you should have beat Bama. And now you got this game against Kentucky. You lose this game. We know how Tennessee fans get. We know how that organization, that, 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 that's ran. Yep. I worry if Hypel stays there after, the, like, after this year, if you lose this game. Not saying it's going to happen. But I just sure, I, I like that. I do feel like it's a trap game for you all. I do think you all should win the game. If y'all win, I'm like, I, okay, they should have. But I just y'all should have won against Florida. You should have won against Bama. So this time I'm going to say you should win this game. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. You're not going to win this one. So I'm saying Kentucky 17-10. Y'all end up going, okay. y'all will end up winning this game 42-17. <laughs> okay, yeah. I like it. I like the take, man. Uh, my thing is, you know, both teams are backed up against the wall right Absolutely. now. Um, Everything's in front of them. Uh, you know, like you just mentioned, Tennessee's coming off a very emotional loss. Um, I, I'm the opposite. I think Heupel gets this team motivated. I think they come out, um, play some of the best football we've seen all year. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to show what they're made of, honestly. And, mm-hmm. and same for Kentucky. It's going to show what they're made of. That's why I think it's going to be a, a gritty game. It's going to be tough. Um, I think it is going to be one, um, whichever quarterback can produce uh, – you know, can Milton run the ball like he did successfully against Alabama in the first half? Can he do that against Kentucky? Uh, you know, I think all that plays a big factor. Uh, you know, I do. I never pick against my balls. So I'll die before I pick against them. So uh, give me 24-20 balls um, on the road. Uh, big thing, too. So my key in this, not only is Milton uh, going to have to have a, good, a decent game like he did against Alabama, uh, he's going to have to produce about the same numbers and everything. They're going to have to score in the red zone. That's huge. The red zone's been an issue all season. Uh, can they figure out the red zone uh, on the road against Kentucky? And Hess left the pod. Just going to go get – oh. Okay. All righty. Sorry, I just wanted to get my Kentucky bourbons. Oh, his Kentucky bourbons. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, not sponsored. Not sponsored. Um, I just wanted to get him out because like, <laughs> he's either, just an alcoholic. Either, um, either way, <laughs> this stuff's going to be drink like crazy in that game. So, yeah, if they lose, uh, you might need to like call me. Check on me. <laughs> um, I'll be, I'll be pretty, pretty, I'll be down bad. Um, yeah, don't, I don't even want to think like that, baby. We're going to come in there with a positive <laughs> mindset. Uh, we're going to play some good football. We're going to play some Tennessee football. So. Um, all right, let's get on to our next take because I know we're already over the hour mark, which is crazy because we could talk about sports all night. Oh, yeah, man. Um, but best best one-loss college football team in America right now. Who you got? Best one-loss team? Best one-loss team. <sighs> Don't you dare pick my team. Mm. Alabama. What? You rolling tide right now? Rolling Golly. tide. Because I have He's a, rolling tide. I have a hot Roll down the toilet. Because I have a hot take. But go yeah. ahead. Alabama. I'm going to say Oregon. Um, you know, again, we just talked about them. You know, they had a chance to beat Washington. They lost by a field goal. Um, 
you know, Bo Nix is legit. Their defense is legit. They got great wide receiver core, a good running back, great coach. Agreed. Just a, just a very, very solid program. So I, like I, I, I got the I got the Oregon Ducks being the, the number one uh, loss team. I, I, I like that. And the reason I don't say Oregon is because every freaking time I think Alabama's going to lose a game, they end up winning. They find That's a way. Alabama. They find a way to win. Nick Saban's a great coach. Can't take nothing away from him. Don't like the man. Well, I take that back. Do I respect the man? Absolutely. I think Nick Saban's one of the greatest coaches Absolutely. ever. Absolutely. And uh, I don't... sucks when you're when you're a fan when you're a fan of the other team you got played. Yeah. Like it does suck. But so if you're an Alabama fan, I mean he's God to you. But yeah. you know. But that's why I say Bama. I mean. But we keep saying they're going to lose. They should lose this one. Milrow's terrible. They shouldn't win. He can't play quarterback. They shouldn't do this, and they keep doing it. Uh, pretty good. But I think there's a two-loss team out there that's better than every one of these one-loss programs. Ooh. And that's LSU. I knew he's going to say it. LSU. They've turned it on. If LSU on. wins this weekend, they go into a bye week. Then they got Bama. They go to Tuscaloosa. All right, I'm not going to say it because every time I do, what happens, that's what happens. But let's just – they run the table here, beat Bama. They win the SEC. They get the representation for the West, play Georgia in the SEC title game. They beat my dogs in the SEC title game. Two loss. But their two wins are against Georgia and Alabama, and they win the SEC title. Mm. Can you keep them out of the college football playoff? I don't think so. If you beat them two top, they'll be the first two lost team to ever make it. I think. I think that's a possibility. And one of their losses uh, is to possibly at that time. This if depends happens, too. If all that happens, Florida State will be one or two in the country. So their only other loss will come to the number one or number two team in the country. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's a that's a good take right there. That's something to definitely think about. Can Brian Kelly I mean, do it? Probably not, because he can't win the big game, but. <laughs> That's you know, you're, you're talking about Bama. I mean, they still got decent, tough schedule. Uh, Georgia has a pretty tough schedule coming up. Mm-hmm. Every every uh, game we got finished so, other than Georgia Tech's a ranked opponent, unless you all lose against that. Yeah, game. you know, just make sure you nail the ball against Georgia Tech. Yeah, Shout out to Miami. Yeah, good job, Miami. Um, nail the football. Yeah, way to go, way to go. But let's uh let's wrap up this college because uh, I know we're uh, pushing up on time a little bit. Um, so yeah, wrapping up the college. Looking forward to some great football this weekend. Hopefully, all our listeners. Um, you know, send us some feedback, guys. We're going to have some polls, we'll have some voting. Yep. Uh, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we try to keep clips up, you know, throughout the week. Definitely um, on TikTok. Uh, yep, TikTok's doing very well. Um, so, yeah, need check us followers. out on there. Yep, need more followers, likes, you name it. Just just help us share us. I mean, uh, it, it really does help us out, and we really, really, truly do appreciate it. Uh, like we said before, nothing goes unnoticed. So, mm-hmm. Um, definitely appreciate y'all supporting us. I'm not trying to tell y'all guys what to do. Y'all keep doing what you're doing. I love it. But if you do, if we do put a poll out there, if you don't mind, maybe this upcoming week, I just kind of want to see what happens. Uh, if you do vote, share the poll. If you vote on it, share, yeah. share the poll, get it out there. I want to hear what your Facebook or your people are thinking about it. Maybe I'll get some other people in into it. Uh, yeah, we've got some, uh, We've got some feedback from people across the U.S., yeah, which is uh, we've, really cool. We've had some crazy feedback this last past, past week. Past week, yeah. So that's a, that's been cool to see. Um, so, yeah, like I said, just keep sharing it, helping us out. Um, it helps us out. You know, we want to grow the podcast and mm-hmm. uh, get more listeners and get more. We want more takes on sports. Um, there's Absolutely. a lot of people who love sports. So, And if you want us to cover a different sport or anything, too, just reach out. Let us know. Yeah. Um, we'd be more than happy to cover it. Um, if we don't know about it, like I said, we'll research it and try our best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, again, guys, so, I appreciate you guys. It's been, it's been a lot of people that's walked up to me 
over the last couple of days. I'm like, hey, man, we're ready for the next episode. Got his autograph. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The guy asked him for his autograph, but me and him went to the gym this morning. A guy walked right out of the gym. <laughs> First thing he said to us was, hey, man, loving y'all's podcast. Like, stuff like that means, means a lot. Means stuff a lot to lot. us. Yep. And uh, anyway, let's move on, guys. Uh, NFL. Yeah. Let's talk about Thursday night football. NFL. Thursday night. What about it, man? Thursday night. We got a big game. This, well, is, a, this is a big big game. I honestly. still hate the fact that it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, that does suck. Um, yeah, I'm not paying for that. Sorry. Right. Um I mean, I like Prime and everything, but now when you buy something, it usually comes in two to three days anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, shout out to Prime for being overpriced. Um, anyway, <laughs> Tampa Bay and the Bills. You got the Bucks and the Bills. Um, Hessam will give you three things here. Three okay? things. Actually, four. Four. Pick. Who's your pick? Bills. Prediction of score. Okay, okay. You got Bills. Prediction of score. 27-7. Ooh! Make a break time for both squads, yes or Absolutely. no? X-Factor. Baker Mayfield. Factor, I just met her. Where's your, where's your, come on, man. Baker Mayfield, I like that, okay. Yeah, so my pick is also the Bills. You know, they're struggling at four and three, second in the conference now behind Miami, who they absolutely whooped. So, hate to see that. They're 0-2 now in the past two games. Uh, the Bucks are now 0-2 in their past two games as well. Just lost to Atlanta. Um, you know, I got the prediction of this one. Uh, Bills winning 38-26. I think Josh Allen finally turns it around. Um, I agree, too. This is a make-or-break game for both these squads, believe it or not. This early in the season, it truly is. Um, this is where the momentum starts swinging, um, you know, right in the middle of the season. So, uh, X-Factors, Josh Allen for the Bills. Um, he's got he's to gotta ball out. He hasn't been Josh Allen that I've – that I love. Um, he's been a little bit off this year with Stephon Diggs. And Seven there's, interceptions. There's, there's, Baker's got less interceptions yeah. than him. There's some drama going on there or something. I don't know what's going on, but um, hate it. I love the Bills, man. I really do hate to see it. Um, X-Factor for uh, Jags. Um, Buccaneers. Oh, my God. Not not the Jags. <laughs> <laughs> Baker Mayfield as well. Um, yeah, he's got he's to have a good game, too, uh, for them to even have a chance. Um, don't really have much of a – Run game really defense is something it's okay. Um, Bucks, I don't know, Bucks can be sneaky. Um, but give me, give me the Bills in this one, yeah. Bills, Bills easy. It's in Buffalo. I think Josh Allen has a bounce back game. I think he tries to shut some of the doubters up. Uh, I think Stephon Diggs, I mean, you want me to give an X factor for that? It'll be Stephon Diggs for that for the Bills, okay. Uh, Stephon, I, like I think it. he has a big game though. Uh, Love Baker Mayfield. Love everything about Baker Mayfield. I, I wish him up the best. I hope the Bucks win this game, honestly, because I just want to see Baker Mayfield do good. But uh, I think uh, I think the Bills win this game. I don't think I think it's a snooze fest, and I think we're watching uh, hockey, basketball, or something other than hey, we're watching the Virginia Tech Syracuse game. Other yeah, than this college game, football, baby. Other than this game tomorrow. Um, but yeah, that's that's my take on that one. I won't be watching it because it's on Prime. So ah, um, I'll, I'll just be getting score updates. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah, so, ah. all right, so that's our Thursday night prediction. Yep. Uh, let's go ahead and Sunday look Sunday quick hitters. Quick hitters prediction, baby. Jag Steelers. Jag Steelers. Jags. Rams Dallas. Dallas. Vikings Packers. Packers. Kansas City Denver. Denver. Oh! <laughs> Bengals Niners. Niners. Nope, right. Bengals. Bengals, Bengals. I like it. I got the Steelers, Dallas, Vikings, Kansas City, 
Boo. Bengals. Sorry, brother. Three straight I losses for the Niners? Yeah, I got. Yeah, I think the Niners dropped nice. three in a row. Nice. Okay, here's my thing. All right, first off, Denver's going to win that game because it's in Denver, and uh, Denver's on a win streak with beat the Packers. <laughs> And the reason I picked the Packers to beat oh. the Vikings is because it makes our win against the Packers look that much better. So, anyway, I'm being a homer this week. Who cares? Vikings 2-0 the past two weeks yep, yep. without Justin Jefferson. Yep. Just throwing that yep. out there. They got some good receiver. Van Jefferson's a really good receiver. But anyway, back to uh, the Bengals Niners. Yeah. Brock Purdy. Hey, Purdy. Hey, Pretty good. He went from not losing a regular season game to losing two in a row and looked atro- atrocious. Atrocious. Yeah, last week he looked bad. Uh, did he fool everybody? They should they sh- they have beat the Browns. Um, Browns got the number one defense in the NFL. Yeah, but they had a chance to beat him. Um, is Brock Purdy – Brock Purdy's not the guy, is he? Yeah, he's the guy. I don't think he is. He's 5-2, and two, and you're going to say he's not the guy because he lost two in a row? He looks terrible. He looks lost. He's in the NFL. He looks, I, he's in the I, NFL. I, I got, okay. He's got, he's got one of the best running backs in the league. Uh, some of the best wide receivers. Is Debo Samuel? Is he still out? I, I mean, look on See, it. See, Samuel was out. So that's another, I mean, it's another thing. But too, I mean, man, I just, looking at. there's something that's, it's like the defenses have figured Brock Purdy out. They figured out his reads these last two games. I like, I like the Niners. I just think Joe Burrow and them are finally clicking. Um, you know, they are three and three, start off really rough. 0 and three, I think was, yeah, now they've won three straight. Um, I just, I like the Bengals in that uh, one. I want the, I want the Niners to win because the Bengals are in my Steelers division. Trent, Will- uh, Trent Williams is questionable. Debo Samuels is officially out, and Brock Purdy is in concussion protocol, and it looks like Sam Darnold is going to start for the 49ers. Oh, give me, yeah, give me the Bengals. Um, give me the Bengals. Uh, who'd you say on Jags and Steelers? I'm just curious. Come here, what you said. Jags. You say Steelers? Jags. Yeah, I like me some T-Law, man. This one's tough for me. Um, people, if you don't know, I'm a huge Steelers fan, uh, but I love me some T-Law, which is Trevor Lawrence, QB for the Jags. Um yeah, that's going to be a close game. I I, I got the Steelers winning twenty one seven. Who's the leading receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Should be Pickens. Yeah, you're dang right. It is. Yo, dog. George Pickens, baby. I'm glad we got him. Pickets to Pickens, baby. Still the draft, man. Still the draft. Is uh, yeah, Darnell Washington starting at tight end for you? I don't think he is. Honestly, Who's your I haven't seen his end? name pop up. No idea. Because mm, what's his face is out. He might be playing them. I don't really think he's caught that many balls, so if so, he'd have to look that up. Uh, he has caught one pass for three targets yeah. for 10 yards. Yeah, I knew it wasn't a lot. Uh, he got nine yards after the catch. That a boy. What a beast, uh, man. I'm so glad they got him. Connor Hayward is your all's tight end. Mm. Well, I, just don't know. I don't even know, man. All I know is Pickens, honestly, because that's the only guy that freaking catches the ball. Huh. Pick it, pick it. Pickett to Pickens, that's all you hear all the time. He played. So. He didn't get any targets last week, and he got two targets against the uh, Ravens. His only catch was against the Dolphins. Or Houston, Interesting. sorry. Houston, sorry. Interesting. You said Dallas? Is that what I heard? Dallas, said Dallas? Yep, Dallas. I picked Dallas, too. God, what's wrong with Dallas. us? Dallas. Dallas. It's at home. Mm-hmm. Jerry's um, world. So, yeah, I think Dallas wins pretty big, 35-21. Yep. I, 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 mm. Close game. Yeah, field goal. Two field goal. Two, two score. Field goal. We'll put my on. Yeah. All right. All right. Field goal. Bet. Bet. Um. Yeah. Thirty-five twenty-one. Dallas. 
Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have for the NFL. I know we did quick hitters. Yeah, we'll go in uh, we'll try to do some segments and stuff too, folks, for uh, for you all. Try to get some uh, some new sayings, like you know, quick hitters, stuff like that, predictions. Yeah. Uh, just throw that in there throughout the uh, throughout the pod. Mm-hmm. So uh, let us know what you think about that. Yeah. Do you like it? Do you hate it? Uh, do you have some suggestions? You want to quit talking about the NFL at all? Like you just don't care? Yeah, yeah don't know. like the NFL? That's fine. Yeah, just let us know whatever you want to hear. Here's a, here's a new uh, segment coming up. You've, yeah, we we may have mentioned it just a smidge, but NBA started Tuesday night. Uh, we debated, do we want to talk about it? We said absolutely because we talk about sports. And the first game of the entire NBA season was Lakers versus the Denver Nuggets. Woo! Big matchup. Big matchup. Western Conference Finals rematch from last year. And the Nuggets did what they did in the Western Conference Finals. They won. 119 to 107. Jokic had uh, 29 points and a triple-double with that. Uh, I started off the game. I was texting Castle. I was like, uh, Anthony Davis is a monster. And the dude finished with no rebounds. Not just that. It was 0 for 6 from the field in the second half. Didn't even score a point. Yeah. Uh, Had 17 points in the first half. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it at That's all. What lost him the game right there. It's like Stephen A. said today. He's the he's he's a roller coaster. He's six flags. It's first game of the season. Chill out, Stephen A. Um, yeah, I mean LeBron looked good though. LeBron, I want to say something. It's his twenty first season, right? Thirty nine years old. He, yeah, he's twenty first season. He had twenty nine minutes of playing time, which is insane. He still got twenty one points, eight boards, and five assists. And it came out this week that not only does he I mean, want to play, with, that's insane. Uh, it's Bron- Bronny. He wants to play with, play with his youngest. Yes, he wants to play with the youngest. So, so I thought we got another eight to nine years of LeBron James. It's not going to happen. Forty-eight years old. <laughs> An injury is going to happen. It's going right, to. Well, happen. I don't say that. I hope not. Right, I hope not. Listen, here, I like. I mean, here's my LeBron's- take on LeBron. Jordan is better. LeBron's the best player of our lifetime. Yes. Granted, I know I was born during the end of the Jordan era. But the one that I can remember watching, LeBron James is the best player of our era. Jordan, but Jordan is the best. I will go back his history, titles, everything. LeBron James couldn't handle Michael Jordan. But political, his political platform and all that crap aside, we talk about nothing but sports here. I love watching LeBron James. Yep, that dude is yeah, a- as a sports mm-hmm. fan. You you have to like watching what he yep. does on the court. Um, it's insane. I mean, he's still moving like he's twenty. <laughs> And I mean, he blew like, by him for for a slam dunk there, you know, in the first half, and I was like, "My God!" He still looks um, good. I mean, he just looks incredible. Yeah, yeah, I can get you his number. No, please. Um, yeah. So that I mean, that's the take on Lakers Denver. I mean, we got eighty one games left, right? Yep, eighty now. Um, I got that eighty eighty one. Yeah, so it is. yeah, I think it's eighty two game season, right? Something like that. I don't, I don't know how that in season tournament plays into play, which we'll talk about so, that in a minute. Something like that. Yeah, 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 but. Yeah, a lot of a lot of basketball left for both those squads. Um, you know, right now I think the Nuggets are the Lakers' daddy. Is the way I got that got that list. Love they're, the Nuggets. They're, they're they're pretty good against the Lakers. Um, you know, Jokic and um, I mean they're just God, they're good, man. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll get into our, our NBA favorites too. Uh, but next up we got Phoenix and Golden State. Yes, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, this was also last night. Uh, Suns end up winning one hundred eight, one hundred four. Very very solid game. Um, I think the uh, Golden State Warriors outscored Phoenix forty to seventeen, forty to eighteen in the third quarter. Thought I thought for sure Golden State was going to pull away. Forty to nineteen. Yep. Okay, I knew it was something like that. 
Um, and then the Suns put it away in the fourth, um, outscoring uh, Golden State uh, 28 to 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, so defense locked in there in the fourth. Devin uh, Booker. Kate, yeah, Devin Booker had 32, mm-hmm. uh, KD with 18, and then Grayson Allen with 43. I would be wrong. Right? He was 43 and six trips on the court, I believe, is what I saw. <laughs> uh, zero points for Grayson Allen. <laughs> He was over six from the field. He was over five from the three point line. He had three offensive rebounds, one defensive rebound, and two assists. His point differential was negative four. He cost them. Don't trip on me, okay? Chill out. He almost cost them the game. They only won by four, and he cost them four of them. Yeah, Curry Curry ended up having 27, Thompson 15. I think Chris Paul had, what, 14? KD did play well, though. He was seven for 22 from the field. That's first game jitters, man. I mean, he's probably nervous. You know, he's never played a game of basketball before in his life. But uh, Devin Booker was 13 for 20. <laughs> Eric Gordon was 14 for 6. Uh, but if you go get the Warriors, the leading scorer was Steph Curry. 14 for 6? What? Go back to that stat. Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon, 14 for 6 from the field. Or 4 for 6 from the field, sorry. Golly. Blind, bad. Yeah. Uh, um, Steph Curry, though, was uh, 8 for 20 from the field. This was a terrible shooting game. They shot. They shot like thir- <laughs> like 10, 10 for forty four from three point line. I saw ten that for forty three for twenty three percent okay. from the three point line. The Warriors did. Uh, not a fan of the Warriors this year. I don't think they nope. got it. I think there's a lot of drama with that team. Uh, no Draymond Green. Nope. Uh, Clay Thompson's back. That's big. Uh, but they didn't look good. And uh, I'm not. I'm not a fan of the Warriors. I'm not a fan of Steve Kerr. It's not his team. It's Mark Jackson's team. I'll still say that to this day. Uh, yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah, the Warriors. A lot of people are cheering for them, but yeah, we'll see, man. We're gonna give our take. We're gonna give our take. Uh, I don't know why we put this one on here. I think originally uh, Orlando versus Houston. We was hoping that Matt McClung would be on oh. Orlando. Oh. Uh, this, yeah, Matt McClung got cut. If y'all don't know, Matt McClung was a kind of a local kid. Gateshead, Virginia. Forty, forty-five minutes from us. Um, you know, he was the NBA dunk champion last year. Um, you know, he did get drafted uh, by Orlando in the offseason. I uh, thought for sure he was going to actually get to play in Orlando. He, I thought he would fit well. Um, absolute scoring machine. Tears it up in the G it. League. Yeah, tears it up. I think he won G League. MVP. Rookie of the year. Won MVP. MVP. Yeah, yeah. And actually, they won the championship, mm-hmm. too, in the G League. Uh, I think he won it with Philly, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But, um, yeah, I mean, I hate it for him. I hope he gets drafted somewhere. I'd love to go see him play. Um, that's kind of a... I'm keeping that on my radar. So, uh, but anyway, uh, we got the Rockets here with the new head coach, uh, side guard uh, Fred Van Fleet, and then forward Dylan Brooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty good, pretty good players right yeah, there. Definitely. Uh, Rockets last year went 22 and 60, absolutely horrid. <laughs> uh, Magic went 34 and 48. Uh, Branchero is going to be a, a big deal down there in Orlando. Um, I think this game's ongoing right now. It I got is over. It's a final. Uh, Orlando oh. won 116 to 86. What I say? What I say? Won, I said Orlando. They must have known. God, y'all should have listened that to cutting me. Matt McClung was a good thing because they played everybody on the team. Wow. Uh, their leading scorer was uh, Frank Wagner. I still disagree. Uh, he had 19 points. Oh, oh, sorry, no. Cole Anthony was the leading scorer. He had uh, 20 points. He finished the game on the bench. Oh yeah, I forgot Cole Anthony. Yeah, I mean, they got a lot of good young players. They got uh, Jared Ingles. So they got Greg Harris. They got Anthony Black. They got they got Fultz, Malik Fultz. I mean. Uh, Carter Jr. played at Duke. They got him. They got Benchero. 
They're a really young team, yeah. very good team, exciting team to watch. If you're if you're trying to find you an NBA team, this will be a very good one to kind of latch on to. Well, it was. I, even I still, going to watch them. Even still, though, it would be a really good, nope. cool team to watch. Not the same. I, it's just because Matt McClung just can't. I don't know. It's what it is. Uh, shout out to Randy Collins for reacting to our uh, for liking our uh, Facebook page. Appreciate that, Randy. That was just live. Just popped up. Appreciate that. Oh, just live. Yeah. Appreciate that. Another follow. Yeah, appreciate that. Um, yeah, let's move on to the next game. I know we're getting close on time. Uh, Milwaukee and Philly. Milwaukee. That's tomorrow that night. Tomorrow night, man. Who you got? Philly. They got a team. Well, yeah. Hold up. Oh, my God. He just said Philly over Dame Lillard. Well, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. This is why I say that. It's 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 two superstars. We see how this goes every year that these superstars get together. It takes It's Dame Lillard. It takes a couple yes. games for them to get together. But – is James Harden playing for the Sixers? Like, have we decided if his dude's yes. going to play? He's a, he was at practice. He was at practice. So he's going to play. But there's still drama Supposedly. there. There's still drama Supposedly. there. Supposedly. There's always drama around James. Uh, you know what? Give me the Bucks at home. Woo! Yeah, I got the Bucks on this one. I can't go against Dame. I love Dame Lillard. And I know the uh, Sixers don't got Bryce Harper, so we're good. That's true. They got a Joel Embiid, though. Who wins? Lakers Suns tomorrow. Hmm. Sons. Sons. Sorry, Josh Williams, if you're listening. I hope he is uh, listening. I hope you cry. Lakers. 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 Lakers uh, mm, oh, two. It looks like poopy. Oh, two. <laughs> They'll get, they start off bad really, last year, if you remember. They start off terrible. Yeah. And then they they have around. no depth. So, that gets them every year. The they Lakers, do have LeBron. Lakers so, have no depth. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I got Milwaukee in this one, too. Uh, favorite to win the championship. Who you got? Um uh, Got to go with the Denver Nuggets, man. I think they're going to repeat. repeat. They got a solid core. They got a solid bench. I love uh, Malone. I think he's a great head coach. They got the best player in the NBA. The one that nobody talks about. Jokic, yep. I mean, <laughs> the dude puts up a triple. MVP last year. He puts up a triple-double every freaking night, and it makes it look easy. So Call him Russell Westbrook. He and he shoots for average though. That's <laughs> yeah. But uh, I just, I, I'm a big fan of Denver. I, the home field advantage they got playing in Denver. You know, go Denver. Maybe there'll be a successful team. I mean, everybody else in Denver is doing good. The Avalanche are doing good for hockey. Denver won a football game. So, hey, Deion Sanders. I mean, go Colorado. But yeah, but if I had to put, if I if you gave me another one to kind of say, possibly, if it can't be Denver winning out of the West, it's the Celtics in the East. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, of course, I picked the Bucks just because I love Damon Lillard. Um, Hess and I need to go see Dame Lillard actually. Game time. Um, so we're gonna try to, yeah, we're gonna go try to see him somehow, uh, some way, go, some possibility. To try to see him. Yeah, go to Milwaukee. Whatever we have to do, uh, we'll try to see him. Uh, but yeah, I picked the Bucks. I mean, we don't know what they're gonna be yet. Um, but like I said, I just like Dame. Mm-hmm. But if I had a second choice too, I think I'd go Boston Ooh. after watching play the Knicks. Uh, I forgot Boston picked up uh, Porzingis. Yeah. Um, uh, so they're they're tough, man. They're very tough. Um. Yep. Good. Good. That could be the complete uh, package. Can uh, LeBron still put up MVP numbers? Yes, I think. Can so. LeBron win he MVP? Showed he showed that last night. So, yeah, yeah. He could. He can. Who still wins win the it, MVP? Going to uh, Jokic. Jokic again, back to back. Yeah, Oof. he's good. Oof. Uh, do you really think though that uh, I know you're talking about you're watching the Bucks a lot here, hyping up up? Do you think him and do you think Damian Lillard and uh, Guy Ennis onto the Kumpo. Well, I mean, I'm just going to ask you this: who did, who who did Dame have around him at Portland? That's my thing. How many though. times did they make but the playoffs? But that's my thing, though. He's never really. I mean, other than CJ McCollum, CJ McCollum's no slouch. 
He's a great basketball player. Dane played for USA, right? Yeah. Yeah. He played with superstars. It's different, though. International basketball is a little different. Is it? It's different. He's playing in Milwaukee. But he's got Gainas Antetokounmpo. And one of the most underrated players in the NBA for over the last, like, six years in Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton's a stud. Yeah, Chris Middleton's a stud. So, Very good I mean, defensive player. And he's a good three-point shooter, too. So, I mean, Damian Lillard's got players around him. So, I mean, that team's solid. I think it's going to take Damian Lillard time to realize he doesn't have to do it all. Dame time. Don't okay. forget it. Okay. I said it tonight, Wednesday night, tomorrow night, Thursday. We'll recap this. <clears throat> Dame, Dame time, baby. One more thing on the – I know we kind of talked about Harden. who said he's playing, so I ain't really going to touch base on the Harden drama. I really don't want to get into it too much because I think it's just childish, like whatever. But uh, me and you both are big CP3 fans. He's one of the originals Absolutely. guys. Uh, Melo, D. Wade, LeBron. CP3 on the Warriors. Uh, I mean, you kind of always kind of like cheered for CP3. I still cheer for CP3. As a player, I will not cheer for the Warriors. So. Okay. That was one your take on that one. And uh, last thing with the NBA, uh, this year they got something new coming up. They got the end season tournament. They're kind of doing a college basketball. I want you to read this whole segment. <laughs> nah. They got like a whole college, they got like a college <laughs> basketball tournament going on. And what is it, like 67 games? 67 uh, games. Starts, yep, uh, all 67 games. Starts November uh, 3rd and ends. The championship game is December 9th. Uh, it's the first time they've ever did anything like this. Uh, they will be group play, which the groups are already selected. Uh, they'll have knockout rounds. Uh, the tournament, the brackets are already set up based off records and stuff from last year, who beat who, stuff like that. Uh, if you follow us on social media, there's a post about it out there. You can click the link. You can see all the rules and how the tournament's played out. But I think it's actually going to be pretty interesting because it's going to get some of these teams that you don't get to see much on national television. You're going to get to see them because all these games will be nationally broadcasted. There will be an in-season tournament MVP. Who needs league pass, right? Who needs league pass? Who needs it? Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, prizing for in league honors for the 2023-2024 season, the in-season tournament prize pool will be allocated to the players on the teams that participate in the knockout rounds. So teams that make it to the knockout rounds, they'll be eligible for the prizes, the rewards, and the MVP awards, stuff like that, uh, with allocation increasing depending on how how far the team progresses throughout the tournament. At the conclusion of the end-season end tournament, the NBA will name the most valuable player, obviously, of the competition, an all-tournament team, and the selection will be based on players' performance in both group play and knockout rounds. The final thought, and uh, our, we'll get right here, and our final thoughts started <laughs> to read on there. But, uh, Just keep reading, yeah. man. But... Uh, I'm I'm really excited about this. I think it's going to be like, yeah, you could see some a team win that you don't expect to win. So I think it, it's going to I think it's going to help with the NBA. It'll change. It's changing the game, yeah. man. I like it. Um, same with baseball. We saw this year with the pitch clock and you know all the I love rules. The pitch clock. It changed the game. I love it. I love it. it makes the game faster. Mm-hmm. Um, as a fan, you don't have to sit there for four hours. I mean, most games are over in two hours. Right. So um, throw in a knockout round. Now you got March Madness for sixty-seven games. Yeah. Um, so give it to me, man. I like it. Yeah, I'm like good with ball. it. I think it's great. And then I too, I think uh, they did add that rule that there's no load management this year. Like you're not, you're not going to see these star players that like they're not allowed to miss these games. Yeah, they're all allowed to bench. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's nice. If you, if you are a parent out there that want your kids' favorite players this one, and you're trying to get tickets to go see them, don't have to worry about not seeing that star player anymore because they have to play in those get had to play those games. So there's no load management anymore, and this also helps with that because if they get knocked out early, they get time off. <laughs> so they get their they get their vacation, but that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be interesting. Um, but I think that's all we got for the NBA. Uh, let us know what y'all yep. think about the NBA. If y'all want us to keep talking about the NBA, we will. If you want us to kind of keep it short and sweet, we will do that too. Uh, just whatever y'all want, something new just started. So uh, 
filling that one out a little bit. But uh, we'll move on to the the end of this episode, man. Even though I hate to end this because I've really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, it's been a good one, man. Been fun recording episode six, even though I said seven at the beginning. But um, also, too, I just want to let y'all know next week, uh, next weekend, we actually have another PGA Championship, uh, I think, tour. I think it starts November 2nd. I'm not sure. It is something technologies. It's not technology. Worldwide technology. Worldwide technology. Yep. So that one's going on. So we'll be covering that one Mm -hmm. next week. Um, but like I said, you know, if you have any sports or anything you want us to cover, just just reach out to us. Let us know. Absolutely, I mean, we're more than happy to, to touch base on it. Yeah. All right. Uh, but final thoughts. Final thoughts. Final thoughts segment. Uh, I think this is a good one. And I have a very, very quick answer for this one. Does Nick Saban retire after the after this football season? Does he retire if they win? Then, you know what? Does he retire? What do you think? I think he stays until he dies. I think he's going to die on the field. Uh, okay, I don't think he dies on the field. I think uh... <laughs> I'm just being honest. That's the way it feels. I I just I do not see anybody else coaching Alabama. I mean, he's coached there since what? Oh six, oh seven, oh seven. Yeah, I mean, it's impressive to keep a job at college at the college level that long, especially in today's time. I mean, because this dude hasn't had one bad season. Right. He hasn't. Uh, most. Of, I mean, you look at you look at Clemson now. I mean, uh, you know, they're kind of struggling a little bit. And they're already, you know, questioning Dabo. I mean, and he won him, what, two national titles? One. Three. Went to two, won one. 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 Okay, went to two, won one with T-Law. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You look at stuff like that. You look what Kirby's doing with the two-peat. You know, let's say in three years, y'all are absolutely terrible. Uh, George is going to be doing the same thing. Um, so, you know, to be as at long, as tenured and as long as Nick Saban's been there um, is saying something about him. And I just don't see him retiring anytime soon. Even if this is the worst season Alabama's had in years, um, they're still top top 10 program. Uh, my take on that is I don't think there's no chance he retires at the end of this year, even if they win the national title. I don't think he goes out on top. But I do think his years are numbered. I think uh, I do think Nick Saban, the more I've read about him, the more I've tried to just get away from the – I just don't like Nick Saban. The more I've just tried to like learn about him and like what yeah, he's about. Yeah, he's actually a good guy. Uh, I think him and his wife. I think <laughs> I just hate. I hate that he beats us every freaking year. I love that his wife uh, critiques him after his games. Like, oh, you shouldn't have said those words. You shouldn't have acted like that on the sideline. I read your lips. I seen the dirty words you said on the sideline. Like, I love that. And uh, a lot of people they they call his wife's name's Terry. They all call her Miss Terry down there. I will say, though, there's no chance that he retires at the end of the year, no matter what happens, but I do think his years are numbered. I think uh, we're looking at another two to three years of Nick Saban, and I think he rides off, I think he rides off into the sunset. So that's my final thoughts on that one. Uh, Hopefully not literally. Like. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Don't look at the light, Nick. Hey, oh, golly. But, Hopefully he, uh, he does. I think he will finish out on top. I know you said he won't, but I, I see him being like the Tom Brady um, going out on top. So You might. Let's see. We'll see. What an episode, man. I liked it. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, episode six. Episode yeah. six, got it done. I mean, uh, if y'all made it this far, thank y'all for absolutely, guys. listening to us for an hour and a half of your day, yes. not time, morning, whatever time you listen However to it is, you listen you know, We to definitely it. appreciate it. Uh, just want to give a heads up. You know, this is episode six. Um, episode seven will be going up Sunday night, mm-hmm. Sunday evening. Um, upload times anywhere from 7.15 all the way up till about 11 p.m. Um, Sunday Eastern time, that is, um, if you are listening. So, um, yeah, man, great pod. Um, Again, guys, reach out. Let us Mm -hmm. know if you have any other suggestions, sports. Um, 
yeah, let us know what you think. Yep, catch us like like you said at the beginning. Catch us on all your major uh, podcasting platforms. We're on all social medias. Reach out to us. Let us know what you think, good or bad. Uh, be interactive with us. Don't be shy. We appreciate everything y'all have done, all the love, all yep. support, and uh, we're getting ready. We're after this episode's over and we get it uploaded, we're going to start working on episode seven. That's how it goes. We'll start working on now and get it ready. I hope y'all have an absolutely wonderful Thursday. I hope you have a great Friday. I hope you have a good weekend, and we'll get y'all back on Sunday night, Monday, Monday morning. Sunday night, Monday morning. Peace. See you guys.